Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, changing the way you think as a sports better. This is episode number 31, Thursday, January 31st, 2019, and I have a treat for you all. I made the executive decision to break up the Doggy Juice Super Bowl preview into two episodes, so this entire episode is going to be the special Super Bowl props preview. Last night I took a deep dive into the props with our very own Andy Cat out in Cali and Little Yeri on the banks of the Mississippi River in Iowa. Um, the interview, it's a long one, so I decided to break the Super Bowl preview into two episodes. The second one I will release on Saturday, and that'll be a shorter episode with a more in-depth game preview, and I'll also give you a full list of the props that I've bet on and the props I'm planning to bet on on, on game day. But otherwise, I'm just going to jump right into this interview. It's a long one, but it's really good, really fun. And really appreciated having those guys on. I think you all enjoy it a lot. So without further ado, here is the interview with Doggy Juice, Andy Cat, and Little Yeri. All right, ladies and gentlemen of the Doggy Juice podcast audience, I have a special interview with you with not one, but two special degenerates, both located in different spots, we have Little Yeri coming from the great state of Iowa and Andy Cat coming from the West Coast. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Doing swell. It's my pleasure to be on this podcast. I've been listening for a while, so I'm excited to kind of talk some things with you guys. And un- unlike Cat there, who should have introduced himself. That was, that, that was the voice of Cat first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, little Yeri, am freezing my dick off here in the Midwest, unlike living that Cali life. I'm um, just hoping uh, my tiny dick doesn't introvert into my body. <laughs> Dude, those 50 degree wind gusts will make it go all the way into your fucking stomach. Mm-hmm. So plan for this pod, I got these two guys on, and uh, we are going to break down Super Bowl props. So the first thing we'll do, I'll just have you guys dive in individually. You can talk about uh, your thoughts on gambling, how long you've been doing it, wherever you want to take it from there. Then we'll go over a quick little game handicap because that's what we got to do first before we do the props. Got to have a feeling of how the game's going to go down. And then we'll just run down a whole list of props that we have and then offer our best bets at the very end of the podcast. But So let's get started. Uh, Little Yeri, what's your status with, with gambling? How long have you been doing it? What's your favorite sports to bet? So um, the first time I like actively gambled, or I guess like theoretically even legally gambled sort of, was in 1998 when I was in the third grade when my dad took me to the racetrack in Arlington. And, uh, yeah, uh, hit hard, hit heavy, learned to bet the favorites there. Um, I was willing, I didn't understand the concept of why take a long shot when they, these, you know, the book says that the favorite's going to win, bet on the favorite and, uh, ended up making a ton of money there. Um, so my dad would take me, you know, two, three times a year to the racetrack. And then, um, actually starting my freshman year of high school, started doing, um, 
Sense Sports, and um, I don't know if you know, Mike. Do you know what Sense Sports is? No, no. What is Sense Sports? So Sense Sports started probably when I was in eighth grade. I think I was a year into it, but the concept was they would give you ten cents. Oh, the advertisement thing or something. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. I did for Yeah, they would give you ten cents for free, but you couldn't cash out. You had to watch an ad before you could place every single bet. I am familiar with this, and you you couldn't cash out till you got over ten dollars. And I actually successfully worked myself up to so that that's where like I I go against the doggy juice commandments because I did crazy parlays to try and get it high, but I worked up my ten cents to over one hundred ninety two dollars, um, and then lost it all. Th- this was all NBA. I would say NBA is what at least when I was younger, I was really sharp at it. Um, before I got married and, uh, could watch far more. Um, but then, uh, but yeah, no, um, ended up losing it all. And once baseball season turned around and learned that baseball is so unpredictable to bet. <laughs> yeah. Damn. That's like tripped down memory lane for me too. I remember playing that thing, but you'd have to like, just keep doubling down just to get to even close to your level. So it's like really hard yeah. just to be in the spot you're in in the first place. Oh, it was all in with like 12 team parlays and yeah, it was wild. Nuts. Those are the good old days. What about you, Andy cap? Yeah. I mean, I too was part of that sense sports movement with <laughs> yeah, computer lab. Yeah. Miss Marinette. <laughs> she had a um, neck brace, so she couldn't see what we were doing. <laughs> just stay on her right or her left and you're fine. <laughs> yeah. I also had a neck brace, so you I did. couldn't see what I was doing either. But, um, as far as an elaborate story, I don't really have too much of betting. Um, my, you know, farthest memories that I've had was obviously going to Hammond, Indiana, Horseshoe Casino with my dad because my grandma lives in East Chicago, which is literally a five-minute drive away from the casino. So started early when I started at 21. But the, other than that, I mean, I'm kind of off social media now, so now I like to, you know, spend most of my attention to gambling rather than just looking and scrolling through pictures all day. So is your grandma a gangster's disciple? Uh, my grandfather had ties to the mob because majority of that region was Italian back in the day, but now it's, um, has changed a little bit. You've just set back sports gambling by two years in <laughs> Illinois now. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it, Andy Kane. It's Paisans, man, I tell you. I tell you. I know, right? Doggy Juice is now not a- eligible for any legit <laughs> casino job. Uh, it's, never, it's funny because everyone's got their own story, but I feel like it's all rooted in that, us being younger and trying to earn money by betting sports, yeah. Um, so that's you guys are to gens just like me, and there's no this is a perfect segue actually. There's no event on the calendar year that just speaks to degenerates more than the Super Bowl this Sunday. We have our yeah, matchup. Let's go. We got it, baby. Um and honestly, props, Super Bowl props has just exploded the past few years. Um I mean we've been doing it for a long time, but now it's at the point where like in New Jersey, sorry, well, New Jersey, they're expecting a lot of props, but Nevada at some point soon, props are going to actually overtake the actual bets on the sides and totals. Uh, if not this year, very soon. So props are a big part of it. As we know, you could bet on literally anything and we're going to touch on some of those. Um, but let's get it started. Obviously we have to start with our game handicap itself and Andy cat, I'll let you take it off. And honestly, if you have no opinion on the game too, that's totally fine because a lot of people don't. 
Yeah, I'm actually pretty indifferent at this point. Um, just because the lack of research on my end, I haven't necessarily been able to be swayed one way or the other. But at the same time, too, both of these teams, um, I mean, yeah, they obviously have a lot of momentum going into this game, but I haven't really seen too much domination from either of them. So, yeah, for me, it's still up in the air right now. Yeah. What about you, Gary? So after, right after the game closed, you could, on, on the site I use primarily, uh, check out the Patriots plus one. And, you know, never in my life do you think I would see Tom Brady, Bill Belichick in a Super Bowl against a team and a coach that are nearly as young as my testicles <laughs> or younger. And to have them be the underdog, that is absurd. That is ridiculous. Hammer Tom Brady. Hammer the Pats. Hammer the Empire. That's like It's like betting against the Death Star not once but twice. Do you think the Death Star is going to lose twice in a row? That makes no sense. Pats all day. Book it. So you've got the Pats, clearly. So what about – yeah? so that was at the plus money. So that line has moved. Now it's sitting at two and a half consensus, but some places have – uh, three with extra juice on the Rams. Do you, are you do you still like it as much there? I mean, obviously not compared. I to think the I think it's I think it's good. I see it being a field goal game. Um, I really do. It's going to be close. Uh, but I, I just when it comes down to it, you know, I'm more so when it comes to big games and Super Bowls. I'm a believer of you know it. I would rather take if if now you know you could get Pat's plus money before, but now if you just I would take Pat's money line over and lay lay the lay the juice as opposed to taking the point spread because typically at least you know in these big games we've been seeing outside of the national championship game in recent I feel past four years or so they've been they've been all close so they have. Yeah, that's a good point. And plus, there's that phenomenon that I've discussed in the pod that at the very end before kickoff, you get a little bit of value on the money line on the favorite because everyone's mm-hmm. betting on the underdog on the money line with the plus money payout. So even if the Pats the Pats are you know three point favorites, two and a half point favorites, you might be able to get like a minus one thirty, minus one thirty five ish money line on them day of, which is value for that number. So there's that as well. Absolutely. So if they play this game a hundred times, you know, you're basically thinking that the line right now would split it down the middle or, or a line of three would split it down the middle each way. I think the Patriots would win a hundred. <laughs> well, we should get a max bet for me here. It should be noted that I said the exact same thing last year when they were taking on the Eagles. So <laughs> great assault here. <laughs> well, I don't disagree with their handicap at all. Um, but I, I had the game lined, touched on this uh, last week. I Patriots favored, but and that's after adjusting. I gave about a point for just the familiarity and experience for the Patriots because if this game was played on a neutral during the regular season, the Rams would be favored. And I think um, Vegas, they have that the same way as evidenced by the, by the opening line, having the Rams favored. But I factored in some of that stuff. I do have the Patriots as slight favorites, but for me, I think at plus three, uh, there's value on the Rams. So I... I do you have a little bit of a bet on them? And the, in terms of the total, do you guys have any takes on the total too? We haven't touched on that. That's at 57, 57 and a half, 56 and a half is the going rate. I don't know. Andy, uh, you got anything? I'm, or, I'm probably going to go under. I think, yeah, I think it's going to be like a 27, 24 game okay. at this point. Okay. What about you? I've read, uh, I don't I've know read, who has 27 or 24, but. <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> 
Yeah. So I'll, I'll highlight this again later on, but the Patriots through their five Super Bowl wins and all of their Super Bowl appearance appearances have never scored in the first quarter of a football game in the Super Bowl. That's true. So I'm taking the under. <laughs> it's like, give me the More under. The I'll take the under and take a breath. And I know sharp money's on the under too. Um, every time it sniffs close to 60, they push it back down. Yeah, definitely. I think I do lean that way as well. I'm more, I'm targeting the first half under. Um, I found a place that's still hanging at 28 uh, with minus 105 on the under when everywhere else is 27 and a half. Um, I think if you get that 28 day of, I think there's value there, but it's really key. That difference between 27 and a half, 28 is pretty massive, obviously. But um that's the way I'm looking in terms of the total and the spread. I think it's pretty close to right. But um, so yeah, that should inform our props though moving forward. So let's kick it off. Um, we got a little list here, but we could stray from it, and obviously time permitting. Um, but there's the obvious one that everyone wants to start off with with action on, and that is the national anthem length. So for this one, it opened actually at like a minute and fifty seconds. And this one's this is actually funny. I brought this up to you guys on on a text, but I actually like went to a couple. Um, I went to see some like YouTube videos uh, for the national anthem just to like see uh, what like the you know what she had done. Uh, Gladys Knight, old old lady. I know nothing about her. What have you done for me recently, <laughs> yeah. Gladys? So, yeah. So on YouTube, it's funny because all the comments on all of her YouTube videos for old national anthem um renditions there's the comments are riddled with degenerates like me like hey who's here for for this research as well so that was the first thing i stumbled upon but the takeaway for me on this was that she flies through this thing and that's like so and obviously the betting has been kind of in line with that that's already been bet down now you're seeing i've seen one spot go from a minute 50 seconds to a minute 45 seconds and that matters and nine of the last 12 have gone under the, the projected total. And since 2006, only two have gone under one minute, 45 seconds, which is where it's at. And the last six have all gone uh, over a minute and 45. So uh, rehearsals on Saturday. But I don't know if you guys have anything on this one. Uh, Andy, you have anything? I have a question. Yeah. So when you're doing this research, looking at YouTube videos, how old was she when she was singing those? They were, they were a lot younger. They're, she was a lot younger. 27 so, years ago. Yeah. 27 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. I, I think age plays a little bit here. Um, you know, you might elongate some words. You might have to pause a little bit to really think about what you're doing. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, there's only been two renditions since, what, 2006 that have been under – but I think that under was 145. Yeah, it's tough to get under we're 145. Doing, we're doing 150. It's well now it's down. I think I'm going to go. If it's down to 145 now, I'm going to go over. So that's it depends where you shop now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Andrew, you ignorant <laughs> slut! You. If first off, your whole concept of the age increasing the length. It's it's counterintuitive. Mo, like you actually have it wrong. Most people are saying because it's been 27 years, she doesn't have the breath. She doesn't have the stamina. But let me tell you something about Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight is a Georgia native. 
Gladys Knight will be singing at home. And this old bat, this old bat saw that it was her responsibility to sing the national anthem in her home. Why? Because she marched with Martin Luther King. This is a quote from Gladys Knight. I hope the anthem will be felt so deeply the people will go to another place. This is who we are, how we are, and what we do. Cue the horn, boys. Gladys Knight. You are the best thing that ever happened to me. Hammer the over. There's been 20 in the last 20 years. Three R&B singers have sung all of them well over two minutes. Andy, you're right on the bet. You're wrong on the logic. Get you paid. Bet the over. Everyone's going under. They're nitwits. They're idiots. They think the old lady can't sing. Look at her. She's fine. She's put well put together. Hammer the over. No. Does this change? Yeah, that, was, that was excellent. That was excellent. Um, yeah, if, if I'm like, I'm literally on every site right now looking to bet the over after hearing that, that argument. Um, but dude, she's she's saying she's she said she's doing this for Martin Luther King. You think she's not going to belt some notes? So here's to play devil's advocate here. All of her renditions in the past flown through them, clocked in way under our well, like one forty five. I don't, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was like pretty noticeable. And I also heard that one guy, not that one better should uh, dictate our thinking, but one guy bet uh, 12.5 K to win $10,000 on the under at one minute and 50 seconds. So that was part of the move. That was part of the move down, but, but uh, obviously you doggy, I think the, the last people to play devil's advocate to Martin Luther King ended up on the wrong side of history. I refuse to do be that person. I'm with Jay. All right. All right. So we have very strong takes on the over here. Duly noted. There, there's a sub one to this, and I don't think it's on our list, but there is also a prop on whether or not she will miss a word in the national anthem. I'm going to assume that we're, you're going to say, no, she will not. And no I, chance. Yeah. And this is another guy I bet. I, I read this. He fucking put down 10K to win 1K that she will not miss a word. So he's, <laughs> you are, I fucking love people. <laughs> that's a 10 <laughs> K to win one K. So he sides with the year too. She's going to take her job seriously and she's going to belt it and take all the time she wants. So, I mean, you got to assume you're going to, if you're going to bet all the words, you also got to bet the over. Like if she's yeah. skipping words, yeah, that's, 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 really, that's a good point. <laughs> like a correlational parlay, doggy parlay. juice special. Correlated parlay. I'm missing a word and going <laughs> under. Love it. Oh, man. All right. So we're off to a flying start here on the National Anthem. Um, <laughs> so the next one that everyone wants to bet on, and I'll be honest, I have not researched this at all, but I have a feeling that you did, Yuri. The color <laughs> the color of the Gatorade that the winning coach is going to have poured on them. Yeah. Kat, you got anything first? Um, I'm just going to go off the top of my head. I'm going to say lime green. All right. Gary? Oh, Cat, you are so dumb. You are so dumb. First off, this is an important note, and I think I think Doggy Juice can reiterate this. It's very, very important to look at the wording and the language of your bet. Because yeah. overall, in the majority of Super Bowls, the color, the color of the Gatorade, if it is dumped, is indistinguishable, and so therefore they go clear. Think about Tiger Woods Gatorade Rain. What if it's orange you and know? red mix? I can't uh, tell the difference. It's, you, if, it, if they can't tell, they'll say clear, which also classifies as water. Now, in Super Bowls 36, 37, and 38, 
you know, or no, I take that back. I'm sorry. <clears throat> in three of the five Super Bowls, and I had the numbers wrong, but in three of the five Super Bowls, the Patriots won. No Gatorade, no water. Lots of places, that's a push. Some places, that's an option. So that's important, folks. The majority of the Pats' wins are none, nothing. They have one indistinguishable, one clear, and one blue. Now, the Rams, the last time they won, which was forever ago, they also were blue. You got to factor in both teams are blue. You can get plus 220 or plus three, plus 220 on clear, plus 340 in blue, and push for nothing on some sites. That's worth a little sprinkle on both the clear and the blue. I'm getting a little taste of both of those and going num, 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 all the way to my bank account. <laughs> That's beautiful. All right, Stephen. That, <laughs> that is beautiful, man. That is beautiful. Um, yeah, color the Gatorade. And that's you make a great macro point there. I touched on this in the last pod. Absolutely read the wording on the props you're betting. If you can't, if you don't know how to grade it or how it's going to be graded, or if it says at the discretion of the sports book, run away from those props. You want there to be no like you don't want there to be any uh, uncertainty at all after you make that bet. So that's absolutely hey. Can I make a quick, just a quick, quick, uh, quick announcement based on your last pod? You or two pods ago, maybe. Um, there's a bet out there. This wasn't on our sheet. Whether or not CBS will mention the spread, you already said that they agreed that they weren't going to, and that's only minus three fifty for a no. So if they've already said they're not going to touch that, I didn't see that. That seems to be lock of the lock of the century. So on a website that rhymes with Crowrata. <laughs> so here, here's a couple reasons to not. Um, necessarily hammer that one um, just because it's the CBS policy doesn't mean that someone like Tony Romo is going to break it. Um, and also what? not, not only that, but um, they're saying, and I, I haven't read the wording on the prop itself, but if they say reference to the point spread, that could mean a whole Ooh. lot of things that could be Romo being like, Oh, and they were, you know, depending on how the, how the money flows in for Shmashmata, then, uh, (laughs) you know, they might deem it to be, you know, if they have a certain liability on one side, which let's be real, they're going to have liability on the yes, because no one's going to want to lay that. Um, And everyone wants to bet the plus money prop. So they're going to probably look for a way for it to be no. So if Tony Romo makes some sort of mention, like, to the Patriots being just favorites and not the actual point spread, is that deemed satisfactory for the bet? There's some uncertainty there. So, but it's very valid. Yeah, that's true. But, um, that's a good point. I did not see that one. So it could be at least worth looking into some pizza money, maybe because we do know the rules, but uh, yeah, yes. that's a good one. Um, one other, so moving to the next one, cause we're it's on prop number three of, of 8,000, uh, the coin flip stuff. And for me last year, or it might've been the year before I forget, but it was one of the best things. One of the best prop bets I made was I, they knew that the Patriots were going to call the, uh, the coin toss and they picked, they called heads like a hundred percent of the time throughout the year. Like it was Belichick's way to always call heads. And one of the props was what, not how the coin will actually land, because I think that's like the biggest, the most foolish bet you can make on the prop betting board, but people will do it anyway. But the, uh, the prop was what the Pats will choose. If they'll choose heads or tails. And I hammered the heads on that. And of course they chose heads and I had my, my first bet cashed before the game even kicked off. I don't know about that this year. I don't know if you guys do on who likes to choose which, which way. Well, you know, I do. <laughs> All right, let's go to you then. What do you got? Here? Let's go Andy first. Though. Right. Andy, you go heads or tails. I mean, without knowing who's, who's calling it or who, how's it going to land? So if the, it Patri- lands, the Patriots are the away team, so they're calling, they're calling it. 
So they're going to choose heads, but it's going to land tails. All right. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. That was also my note. It's going to land tails because, as we know, tails never fails. It yeah. actually has landed tails three more times than heads over the years. Now, Mike, you're, you're right in that the Patriots choose heads every time. And that's not just the Belichick way. It has nothing to do with Belichick. It has to do with one of the Patriots' captains who's a special teams player, Matthew Hey, Slater. don't think for a second not, that Belichick's not behind every no, single thing. No, dude, <laughs> I, it's true. It's true. But Matthew Slater is a captain of the Patriots and has been a captain for years. Now, his dad is Jackie Slater, who Jackie Slater played for the Rams. And one of his memories was when he was a kid he was watching the super bowl that his dad played in as a ram back in the day and his dad was a captain first time ever captain for that game and he chose heads and his dad he asked his dad why you pick heads and he said you know god's the head of my life so i always call heads so First off, let's just agree that Jackie Slater is a lunatic. <laughs> that like that that logic is nothing. But ever since then, Matthew Slater has never, never called tails. Every single game when the Patriots are away, he goes out there and calls heads. And so it's been that way. It's a lock. It's a mortal lock. You have to lay big money. Yeah, so what is what's the price? It's on? a mortal lock. Minus twenty five hundred oh, for heads. Okay. So maybe a couple years ago, I remember lost seven hundred for tails. I remember not laying that number a few years because maybe like the first of all, everything you just it, described. The story, the story broke a month ago. Interesting, because if you if it was a couple years, if he's been the guy calling it, then I guess I was just onto that early and uh, haven't followed up on it. But damn! But the Patriots are calling heads. Yeah. Like it, they have the call. He always calls heads. He said, "I will always call heads." Unless Belichick changes captains before the game. Hey, remember that stuff he pulled heads. last year with Malcolm Butler. Right. <laughs> anything's, on the, anything's on the table. Um, that is, that's very strong. So I, d- I didn't know that the juice was that strong too, though, but sounds like, you know, absence some real foul play, which you have to get gaming integrity all over. I think that might be the safest mm. bet on the board. All right. That's a lock. That's, it's a lock. It's a lock if I've ever heard of one. Interesting. All right. So we've already given people some, some free winners. Let's move in. Just trying to bring stats. Yeah, dude, this is good. <laughs> um, let's move into that, to the actual game itself. And before we jump into that, I'm going to really quickly just remind everyone this involves the wording on the props. But some of these we're going to touch on. There's an important distinction between um, accepted or awarded. So like the one we're going to jump into is will a roughing the passer penalty be accepted? When you're going through your props, make sure you see if it's accepted or just called. So in this scenario, obviously the odds are going to be way different on whether or not a rough in the passer penalty is called versus whether or not a rough in the passer penalty will be accepted. And that's the one we'll start with first. Uh, will there be a rough in the passer penalty accepted? Andy cat, you got yes or no on that. I'm going to go. No, um, just hear me out. So new England on their side, I think, on the total count of roughing the passer penalties that they had this year, they had three um, Rams had a little bit more and they had six on the year. However, I feel like um, just the nature that Sue and Donald are probably the, the two that are most likely going to get to the, the passer on this one, but then total only had three on the year. So I'm just going to play my odds and say no with this one. What about you, Gary? Andy, Andy, good stats. I, uh, I also, you know, 
I was thinking when I was researching this, not only how much they were flagged, but I also thought like you got to let the guy get relatively close to your quarterback and play design. So I counted how many that they got called on, you know? So it's like how many they benefited from, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Rams had, like you said, six called against them, but they Goff only got hit twice for roughing. So really, he they kept him clean and safe, and the Pats they only benefited from four from four of them. So um, there's 266 games or 266 times this was flagged in the NFL, uh, or, fl- or 266 games a season. I'm sorry, uh, 118 roughings were called. Um, so odds are against it happening. Um, that being said, uh, if there was a prop bet with decent odds for Donkey Kong Sue to throw Brady straight through that giant hole through the Chick-fil-A roof and just like lob him out of the stadium, I into orbit, I would bet some money on that. That's a good, that's a good flyer right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Give me plus 500 on Donkey Kong Sue throwing him into orbit and I'll take it. <laughs> So this actually brings up a, a, a macro point that I want to hear your guys' point of view on. Obviously, this game's coming in the heels of the worst non-call in arguably sports history, um, in the NFC Championship game. Not going to get into that, but do you think there's going to be a fallout in terms of the way the referees handle this game due to that mishandling a couple weeks ago? Do either of you? Yeah, are they going to be like super sensitive yeah, with more, the calls? That's exactly, a good, good right? More question. like a memo from the league, um, and also like before, not to cut you guys off, but um, last year there was that whole controversy with the refs kind of going rogue with the rules, kind of implementing the next year's. I don't know if you guys remember this story, but like yeah. they did in the Bears game, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they basically like they went rogue and and kind of they started implementing the rules that were going to be in place the next year during the Super Bowl last year. And you saw like a lot of those helmet to helmet calls get made that wouldn't ordinarily get made. So I'm just wondering if you guys think the refs will be different in this game as you know, just due to what happened recently. Yeah. I mean, I think just what they're, they're thinking about is just how do we not make ourselves look like asses? I mean, like that's ideally what it comes down to. So the sensitive sensitivity point, I'm not necessarily sure if they're going to get touchy on a lot of calls, but Again, I know that they're going to probably be dialed in. Um, so I don't necessarily have Usually a, in the Super Bowls, they, they, they usually swallow their whistles in the Super Bowls for the most part. That's yeah. like at least been the trend the past few years. Let the players decide on the field. And it's supposed to be the best referees out there too uh, that are refereeing this game. But I just can't help but think that even if, if it's subconscious in their minds, they're aware of what happened a few weeks ago and know that they're under that microscope even more. So I, I don't know if that would actually influence their decision-making, but it's worth considering. Well, here's where the, here's where the NFL, I mean, you're right. They're going to swallow their whistles and they're going to try to make it in, you know, a non to do. The only reason why the NFL is dicey in what happened last week is normally they do not allow refs to officiate games where they grew up or it's where they currently reside. And five of the six referees for that Saints game are from, for that Saints Rams game are from Southern yeah, Cal. Yeah, so it was a huge, you know, that's like a huge no, no. And they have like examples, like it's happened like over 30 times a season where refs were assigned to different crews because of where they're from. So I, you know, that's sketchy, but that's an example. They swallowed the whistle. None of them wanted to make that call. No one wants to make a call 
in in the bright lights. If it's up to them, they would have no penalties. That's why I think it, that roughing call. I don't think there's gonna be that many, except for you know, and Brady's gonna be whining and bitching, and everyone's in in Boston saying, you know, he hit him wicked hard. So and like to that end, too, <laughs> um, like obviously that prop that we were talking about, the will the rough and the passer penalty be accepted? That's juice to the no. Um, but I think I might. I, I agree with with what uh, Andy Katz said. I think I'm gonna look to the no on that uh, just for sure value. I think it might get a little bit of a little few cents of extra value on the no there, but um, another one, will there be a successful, and this is attempt versus um, actual conversion. Will there be a successful two point attempt or a successful two point conversion? And I've, I've seen varying prices on this, but the yes on an attempt is around even money. And some places even have minus one Oh five. And then the conversion a successful conversion, not a two-point conversion, is I've seen a yes at plus two fifteen. Any thoughts on that, Andy Cat? Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be a no. Uh just because I think New England's gonna get off to a slow start and I'm not sure if the Rams are gonna pull away a little bit in the first half, but um I believe in the second half that that would be the only occasion where there might be a two-point conversion. Uh, just in my mind, I have, not, have no research to back it up at all. But um, just out of the blue, I think that this is going to be a pretty straight line game with uh, touchdowns and field goals. Yuri? So, you know, I guess I don't know. I haven't done the math in terms of which of those two bets is better. Like in terms of like, you know, it's like a double coin flip, I guess. But... I do know the Rams are converting at a 71% clip and they go for two quite a bit. I do know the Patriots converted zero two point conversions this year and uh, attempted to do so. Now, how many attempts did they have? I could not find that. I probably spent 15 minutes today trying to figure out how many two point conversion attempts they had. Um, but they didn't convert. But I do know historically they're very good at converting. Last year they were second best in the league. Um, so the money is if they go for it, then the odds are in your favor. You know, the league is over close to 60% on conversions for the season. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just whether or not will a team go for it. Um, like my math brain says, no, I'm with Andy, but like my heart, I just see, uh, a them double covering Gronk on a fade route. And then somehow Julian Edelman getting a quick slant, you know, over over catching one right obviously so much of that'll be determined by game flow you know if there's like a missed extra point then which is our next prop we're going to talk about but if there's a missed extra point we're obviously big time increase in a two-point attempt from there too but yeah that's another one to consider and that's a good point about the the conversion percentage being higher for the rams there so probably a better look like math wise to take the yes on the conversion versus the attempt yeah 71 percent is really good um all right, next prop uh, aforementioned, will there be a missed extra point? The no is minus 325, so the yes is probably, I mean, they straddled the shit out of these, probably 250. Uh, got anything, anything there, Andy? There will not be a missed extra point. Both of these kickers are amazing, and I do not see Greg the Leg missing one, nor 
Gostowski. Gostowski's, so. well, uh, Yuri, I'll let you take it here. I don't know if you have anything on Gostowski. Yeah, Yuri might have. So, I mean, and Rosie, you, you might, uh, you might contradict me. The only thing I was saying with Gostowski is he's been there before. Okay. Um, he's, he's got ice in his veins when in big games. And I don't see, you know, it's one of those things where he usually is the, the kicker to beat and to, on a game like this, on this stage, when he arguably is the inferior kicker, which is rare, I don't see his focus waning any bit at all. And I'm with Andy and I would lay the money and take the no. Um, I'm inclined to agree with this one. I'll probably stay away from it only because I, I mean, great the leg, obviously he's money, but Guskowski has... He has fallen down a bit, and he did miss one last year in the Super Bowl, an extra point, and he's missed a few this year too. So he'd be my worry if someone's going to miss one; it's him. I don't know if you can like like target that and say, "Well, Goskowski particular particular miss one or take Greg the leg." I know obviously you have to lay a lot more for that, but um, I, I tend to agree with you guys. I'll probably end up playing the no at the last minute if it gets down to like under minus three hundred. Um, this one, oh, I think I skipped this one too on our list. This is one of my favorite ones to play all year, but I'll hold off my thoughts on it. Uh, will there be a defensive or special teams touchdown, Andy Cat? Um, I'll probably will not bet on this one. So, Jerry, if you have any insight into which way you like to sway on this. I mean, it's it's rarer than you think. I feel they stick out, especially for Bears fans. We had a, a fair amount this year, you know, um, uh, to watch. But the two teams had two combined, uh, although I know it happens in the Super Bowl. Here's what I will say. I would stay away from this bet. But if you can make the bet, uh, on a, if you can find an individual player bet doing it, um, I would say Marcus Peters is going to um, look to jump a route as soon as he can. I also believe that Belichick is going to know that. And I can see, um, you know, essentially any, I, I like, I like first touchdown props on Hogan and Edelman because I think he's going to know this. I think he's going to do a double move and burn Marcus Peters for a big touchdown. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so the, Defensive special teams, this prop's like one of my favorite ones to play all year, and I or every single year in the Super Bowl, and I play it the same way every year. The value is on the no, just because the simple, the plus money on the yes, people want to bet that, so it always creates some value on the no. And I actually feel like even in the playoffs, I saw some value plays. I was playing some minus 180s on some of those and losing a couple of them, but um, for the most part, I feel like usually when, you're, when you take an average NFL game and you average out plug in the math it should be way higher than minus 180 on the no so i will be playing the no on this it's just a matter of when i choose to do it. it'll probably be like right before kickoff but uh i'm gonna go with no on this one as well um okay so this one's also one that i like to play every year but unfortunately it's i think the market's finally catching up to it more points scored in the first half or in the second half slash ot you guys got any thoughts on this one yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be similar to the league championships a couple of weeks ago. Uh, first half will be more about control, um, similar to what we saw. But then, yeah, obviously, I'm, if I was going to bet this, um, it would be the second half just because I think there's going to be more more passing involved and a little bit more energy to the game. I totally agree. I mean, Q1 is a bad quarter for the Patriots historically. And I mean, it's not necessarily bad, but like 
New England, let's say the Rams get the ball. You know, New England's going to, their whole goal, their first drive is to eat up as much time as they can um, that Q1 and impose their will. That's where, if you're going to bet on Sony Michelle doing anything, I would be hitting all Q1 bets on Sony Michelle, period. And normally that's counterintuitive because you want, you know, he's a wear down guy. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, that's where the Pats eat, eat clock. And, uh, but so I, a second, that's a good point about the Michelle. Uh, it's, it's juiced accordingly. I think I've seen some places start like, I saw minus 170 on the second half overtime, but the best I found today Ooh. was minus 130 on the second half OT and plus 110 on the first half, which is pretty nice. I did, I already bet on that. Um, but more specifically, in this one, I did a little research on this, so I'll present it now, but the second quarter versus the fourth quarter. And this actually, you know, you'd think if all three of us are on the second half being more higher scoring than the first half, that um, we would be on board with fourth quarter having more scoring than the second quarter. But I did a little research on this, and the, these two teams combined this year, they averaged 21.5 points in the second quarter and only 14.6 in the fourth quarter. So a lot of that could be... You know, like the fact that both teams won a lot of games, they were winning a lot and kind of just running down the clock in the fourth quarter, but that kind of stuck out to me. Um, but the second half, oh no, sorry, this is, oh, this is a stat for the second half overtime, uh, higher scored in the first half. The last 20 Super Bowls, that's happened 15 times too. So I think the market is finally starting start to catch up on that. It's interesting you say that too, because although I did bring like my Super Bowl, like the Patriots never scored in the first quarter of the Super Bowl. They did lead the league in scoring in the first quarter in the regular season this year. So could be the year where it's kind of falls back. I don't know. I feel like the fact that everyone's talking about it now could mean that the at least the value on the second half is gone. But but um, yeah, that's interesting. But do you, that's a good do you guys point. have any takes on the second quarter versus fourth quarter though, or kind of same ways, same thinking here? Yeah, same thinking. Yeah, same. I I would go I would go Q four, but that's just purely because I'm a a dumb sports fan who always thinks so. Oh, hold up the four fifty. <laughs> scored thirty eight points in the in the fourth quarter of two weeks or last week. It's yeah, nuts. Um, this one this is the first time I've seen this prop, and I don't have the juice in front of me, so I can't tell you what it is. But I just it stuck out, so I want to hear you guys take on it. Will the team use all six timeouts? Got any thoughts, Andy Cat? Ooh. Um, I'm going to go yes, just based off of there probably will be a, a two-minute drill in that first half. Um, and obviously, um, depending on what comes out of that or what, you know, what the actual game score is in the fourth quarter, I see that same team either using their timeouts to stop the clock or um, just, I don't know. What do you think, Jerry? And it's not it's not the same team, Andrew. It is Sean McVay will use all six timeouts. There and you go. I did no research on this. I'm just saying, here's here's dumb meatball sports fan. The man is a gremlin. He's a little gremlin. He's a tiny little man with a little crappy beard. And like I can't tell if he's attractive or unattractive, but he's got something to prove against Belichick. And you're right. He's gonna try some late first half. Uh, shit against against to try and get a drill going that will probably end up in Greg the leg hitting a long field goal. But the big thing for me is he will use all three timeouts to get the ball back in the second half because I believe the Pats are going to be up. 
And so it, to me, it's like he will – I don't think the Patriots will do it. I think Sean McVay will do it because he's out of his element. He's going to be nervous, and he's going to overthink some situations as opposed to letting you know game flow That's flow. Interesting. Solid rationale. Yeah, that's sound. Solid I mean, rationale. it's obviously going to be plus money. I mean, depending, and obviously, like if you make the bet, will depend on how much of a payout that is. But that is good reasoning for McVeigh because I agree. If it's one of the coaches that's doing it, it's going to be him, not not Belichick. Yeah, no, Belichick don't need six nah. timeouts. <laughs> he wants this. He, he's got to get right. home. <laughs> uh, will a touchdown be overturned by replay? The yes is plus one fifty. The no is a minus two hundred. Uh, no, I don't think so. Jerry? I'm going to say no purely by the way you said no, because <laughs> Tony Romo's not announcing, and the and a, the Super Bowl is entertainment if there's not a guy on there going, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, then there's no point in doing a replay. So only if Tony, Ro- yeah. if Tony Romo's announcing, for sure. Uh, I agree. No, the no, I, I think I'm going to take the no on this just for the simple fact that this game's projected to have eight touchdowns. So, you know, it stands to reason that there's eight touchdowns scored in the game and the chances of them overturning based off that, you know, it's like an if then type of thing. So when you look at the odds in that scenario, that's, that's, that's when you want to take the note. <laughs> team, to sc- <laughs> team to score last wins the game. Yes, minus one. Yes, minus 190. So that's I've seen that juiced up. So no, would be plus one. Can I go? Can I go against the grain here and say no? Yeah, you get a plus price. I think I think the Patriots are going to be up by ten uh, late in the fourth. Rams are going to score the last points, at a touchdown, and they're going to lose and by pass three. Just kneeled out, something like that. Yeah, interesting. I think the game's going to be close. I do. Um, so I I say my initial instinct is yes. And I hope so as a fan watching. Like, I want it to be close. Like, I want it to yeah. be close. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to take the yes, I think, myself, especially if that drops. But um, Will they – okay, this one I, I've talked about with you guys, and I've actually flipped on this one, especially when I saw how the money flipped. Um, luckily, I didn't bet on this yet. Will they show the replay of the blown call from the NFC title game between – and the, the, there's another one to be attention – or to pay attention to the wording because when I thought, found it, it's between kickoff and the end of the game. So it can't be pregame. Um, I saw this a line move on this one, but uh, you guys think they'll show the replay? It's interesting. I think we, yeah, we were talking about this earlier, and um, you brought up a good point: is will Goodell allow it? I mean, I think that's an interesting, at least, idea to think about. Is yeah. I mean, he most likely will say say no and not show it, but. Yeah, I don't think they'll show it. The the only counter to that is Archie Manning is it goes Goodell then Archie Manning in terms of the two most powerful people in the NFL and as a saint Archie Manning might be a little pissed about that and he might twist some arms and some legs and get that shown on but I'm saying no Goodell is all powerful and they don't want anything especially with like the idea of them being better than like Roselli mentioned them last week. He's talking about how egregious this is them being better than, you know, too, too clean and too good for them to gamble on. You know, they do not want these hiccups brought up. Um, now re- reference. Sure. A replay. No way. I agree. And originally I was thinking that they would show it for sure just because it was such a big story and stuff, but no. And honestly, like the, when you look at the juice on that one, all the money's coming in on the no, so that's what's going to happen. 
this is an exciting one, and I, I'll be honest, I don't even know. Uh, I haven't looked at the market uh, recently on this, but the game MVP, and this is one everyone loves to bet on. Uh, do you guys like us? Like, obviously, if we have, we're forced to bet, you're going to take one of the quarterbacks, but those are almost even money. I think Brady, I saw best price on him was plus 125. I think I saw like plus 300 for Goff. But uh, what about some value? You guys have any good value plays for game MVP? Yeah. Um, initially, in the beginning of the week, I was thinking Michelle. However, just thinking about game flow, I don't know if he's going to get enough touches in the second half in order for that to happen. Um, but I, th- I like Edelman here. Um, I think he's been consistent throughout these playoffs. He's Tom's number one guy right now, um, where if it isn't Tom Brady, I think Edelman is the value play right here. All right. And Andrew, your Edelman is, uh, I, I had him on my list too. I have three players. Uh, Edelman, his odds have split in half. Originally, he was from where I bet, he was plus 4,000. Now he's down to plus 2,000. Um, so that seems to be a trend. Again, look for the double move against Marcus Peters for a big touchdown early um, with Julian Edelman or uh, Chris Hogan. But I like Edelman, 2,000. I like a correlated parlay with Gronk at 3,000, as you mentioned him, but also retiring after the game. Um, Even though you can't parlay props, if you're going to hammer one, hammer the other, you know, Um, depending on whatever one has Some places let you parlay props. I don't know. Oh, well, if you can, then that, yeah, I, I like that correlated prop. I like um, that. <laughs> uh, so I, I like Gronk having a big game. He he came out in the fourth quarter, and I think that week of rest is going to be great help. And then um, at plus 3,000. And then on the Rams side, I want you to really think about this. If it's a field goal to win, and Greg Zerline yes. rips yes. a 65 yard field thunder goal friend. or oh, yeah. something. <laughs> Out of this oh, yeah. world, you're talking about. I've seen him at plus twelve thousand five hundred. You put a hundred bucks down, and you can get yourself a nice little, you know, a a two thousand and thirteen Miata. We're we're living that baby. good life. Okay, so, I think he dropped down to sixty six hundred now. You, but yeah, really, they'll move that shit off, off like one or two bets, but. uh I you literally my two guys you just you took them from me. I think the two best value plays are Greg the leg hundred to one is where uh, it's where I got him but just for that same reasoning he hits a couple long field goals and no one has a standout game and Goff you know isn't doing much maybe the run game but it's split you know split situation where you got C J Anderson and Gurley uh, splitting the wealth there and then Goff doesn't have a great game who else do you give it to when Zerline hits that fifty seven yarder to win the game and it's his third fifty plus yard field goal I think that's Great value. You don't need it to happen that often. Obviously, 100 to 1, but I love that one. But I'm also in agreement on Gronk, and I know we're going to touch on the actual player props soon, but 100% agree on that at 30 to 1. Um, obviously, they're going to probably give the MVP to someone who's part of big plays, and we know Gronk's ability and big plays to be a red zone target. So, one of those situations where you get a two or three touchdown Gronk game, and he's in the running there. So, 30 to 1, I think, is great value. Yep. Um, all right, so into like the actual player props, though. Uh, Got to start with the quarterbacks here. Do you guys see any value in either of them? And Brady's at around 300. You got to shop these as well, especially. And you can, you know, you can middle props if you're really uh, astute at this. But um, but Brady, I think he opened up 
at different numbers at different places, but I'm seeing 300 as his passing yards over under um, on five times right now, at least. And total touchdowns, it's I'm seeing over two is basically what is that? You guys got anything there or with Goff? Goff's at 285. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I'm not sure if I would put anything on Brady. Um, 300, <laughs> I know. Well, you you want you you'd take Brady over? <laughs> well, you go, you go. I'll I'll give my retort after. Well, I just said I'm not sure if I'm going to take Brady, so you can go. Um, I'm smashing the over, over, over on Tom Brady, and I'll take the over, over, over on Jared Goff. Um, every passing stat line they can feed me on both. I mean Brady, his past two. Super Bowls. I think he threw for 480 yeah, and 390. Yeah, um, they're yeah. stupid numbers. So 300, he can do that in his sleep. And you think about again, you think about the Rams D. You're not running against Aaron Donald. You're not running against a Dominican Sue. And so they're going to do those extended handoffs with James White. I see a heavy early dose of Sony Michelle running the ball and them realizing. Oh wait, this is not going to work. And then them just pat like uh, I could if there was an over under number of runs in the second half under four or under five with good juice, I would take that for the Pats. They're not going to run the ball in the second half at all, unless it's to a Cordero Patterson or Edmund. Even if they're Rivers. winning the game, what if they're up two touchdowns? Uh, well, that's that's different. I don't see it. That's I see a close lead. game. I see, I'm playing my game flow in my mind. I got my game in my head, close game, and the, I think it's going to be a high. Like I, I just see the second half, there going to be a lot of moving the ball, a lot of yards. Yeah. A lot see, of that's throwing. the rub here. Like obviously, if the Patriots are doing well, they're not going to be. They're not going. That's not going to be good for the Brady yardage prop. But Goff, you know, Rams are having a shitty game or. Goff doesn't do well in the first half and they're losing by two touchdowns, then he's going to fucking just get yardage up his ass the whole second half. So it's tough. Well, in Belichick's Belichick's great at stopping the other team's strength. And so he's going to shut down the run. And so Goff's going to have to throw. So the Pats are going to have the ball for longer. And it's, there, there's going to be a lot of plays in this game. So 285 at, at Goff. It's, it's interesting. I, I don't have an opinion. I'm, I'm siding with Andy on this one. I don't have an opinion at the current numbers, but those are good points. Um, the running back props now, or is that what it is? Yeah. So obviously handicapping the running back props is next to impossible with the Patriots, with Belichick. Cause you just never quite know what he's going to do, but I do have an opinion on one of these. So, but uh, do you guys have anything on any of the Patriots running back props? Um, Sony Michelle is what at like 17.5. First right total, now? Uh, it's total carries. First That's actually carries. the one I, I like. I was going to say, yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan of the over on that. I think yeah, I think that's the only one I'm going to touch. It's really hard to figure out what they're going to, what the Rams are going to do with Gurley and CJ right now. Where I'm probably going to stay away from those rushing receiving props. Yeti. Uh, the the only the only uh, Patriots running back prop I enjoy is uh, I mean I would bet the under on Sony, but um, I'm a I'm a fan of uh, Rex Burkhead anytime Ooh. touchdown. I've seen that. I've seen that as high as not plus nine hundred in places. That's a good look. Wow! Just because, like, I mean, for all we know, he could have three touchdowns too. But they like to give it to him in those goal. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I just think he's come back. 
he's he's battled against adversity and injury and that is a belichick guy i mean he started the year people forget he was the starter he was rb1 on the patriots Tr- start trust the him year. with the rock on first and goal from the one instead of the rookie sony michelle that's a he can he can pound and catch too he's that's he's a good look. actually like really like that anytime you said you saw nine to one on that Anytime, yeah, it's not. Well, I don't know if it's nine. Did it dip down? No. What is it it's, now? Well, on, on some sites, it's like plus one fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> don't bet that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Wait, wait. I think I found one here. Uh, let's see, Burkhead. Yeah, I got plus one eighty five on scores of touchdown there. Yeah, damn. Oh. Say nine to one. Yeah, no, 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 no. We're all gonna force the podcast to put it Wait, is Rex Burkhead spell his name <laughs> Devlin? <laughs> uh, no, never mind then. Uh, well, I still like him scoring attention, yeah, no, but yeah, put, uh, more reasonable at that price. Not at odds. I don't, those odds are trash. Never mind. I don't know why. I, I mean, it might have been at one point, but if it was, God bless if you got on there. Maybe, yeah. But that's so no, I, I agree though. There's a lot of uncertainty there. I, I can't help but think about James White though, just the way he's done the past few years in the, in the Super Bowl too. You think they're going to let his let him uh, get a lot of like dump off passes and stuff? You guys like any of his stuff? I do indeed. I think James White is the key to their uh, victory against so the Rams. Thought, like, would you like want to target like receptions or like his yardage or touchdown? R- r- so I mean. Like, uh, <laughs> this is very nerdy of me. Um, uh, Madden did a simulation of the game. I, oh, I and, know about this. Uh, he, <laughs> he had, I think, you know, I uh, something like seven or eight catches, if I remember correctly, but only for like 48 yards. So I would look for, but he had a touchdown, but I would look for, I think he had like, you know, 90 total yards and a tutty. Um, maybe I'm a little off on those numbers, but it was heavy on the catch seeing- numbers. So look for... I'm, I'm not sure six, what the catch line is. A little bit juice on the over, but if he gets yeah six for six over. and a half, I agree. I agree. It might be able, might be time to take that six now before it closes, like six and a half or seven. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I can see him getting some red zone looks too. Um, whether it's double covering Gronk or Edelman in the red zone, I think he's going to be there for that dump off. So, Dude, that yeah, Texas route he runs, you can't stop it. Out of shotgun Texas route, when especially if they put Gronk out in the slot, it's no linebacker can cover him when he's acting like he's running a flat and then comes in for a slam. And, and people forget that dude should have won the Super Bowl MVP two years ago. I think he was like thirty three to one, forty to one, or something like that. And and he he didn't, but like a lot of people thought he, he should have. He had like what three touchdowns two years ago in the big comeback against the, the Falcons. So. Could be uh, it could yeah. be in the back of, of voters' minds at some point if he has another big game too. People forget that him, Melvin Gordon, and Corey Clement were all on the same college team God. simultaneously. Oh man, Those the good old days. Badgers, fucking go Badgers. badges. <laughs> Speaking of go Hawks. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah we all right. in the same college, Hawkeyes, baby. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what about uh, Rams? I'm going to bring you guys on to preview the Iowa season someday. But anyway, uh, uh, yes, AJ Epineza <laughs> for MVP Heisman. <laughs> Give them in the Heisman. Uh, so what about we touched on it a little bit, but Gurley is obviously a big story heading into this. I know that we're taking a shit ton of time here, so we can try to speed it up. But uh, Gur- Gurley and CJ yeah. Anderson, they're rushing and receiving props up. CJ Anderson, I saw his rush yards opened at 75 consensus, but they were those were bet down to around 60 and 
the sharps are also on the girly under two. I think those got pounded as well. So do you guys, where do you guys see that one go? Do you think girly's fully healthy? Shoot quick cat. I think it's going to be a split. So I could, I would go under on both as well. Yeah. Agree. I think girly's still hurt. I think, I think he's hurt and I don't think he gets that many so, touches. So how would you like to just like stay away from it altogether or try and bet CJ? I'm betting. I'm. I'm thinking the Rams attack heavy on the pass. I would. Yeah. I would. I would stay away. But if I were too bad, I would bet the under. Um, receivers. Now, I guess we could just lump them both into one. But uh, Patriots. Any Patriots receiving props or any Rams receiving props that you guys? And this includes Gronk too. You guys trying to get down on those? Uh, Andy Cat. Um, I haven't really had time to research. What are the so what are Gronk? The uh, he's at fifty four and a half is the best I could see, but he was bent up a bit as well. I think he started like a little under fifty one. Um, yeah. Oh really? I might. Yeah, so I actually do have an opinion on that. So I, I, I have out. bet the over on that myself too. Those are based off of season long stats. I think Gronk uh, season long was. I think I ever read that fifty two and a half. So it's like right there, pretty much. But for me, it's like. In the seven games that Gordon's been out, uh, the other three receivers, Dorsett, Hogan, and, and including Patterson, I read this. They've averaged less than one yard per route run, which is really bad. And obviously, like James White's going to get his out of the backfield, but Gronk, he's like kind of the only other option. And the, the Rams, they're third in the league in limiting catches out of the backfield, so that's not good for James White. But I think it's but that's actually good for Gronk, and they're basing this number i think even it opened below 52 and a half but that was a season average and someone made the point earlier i think it might have been yeri but um whoever it was gronk's like he's healthier now he's had this extra two weeks he showed that he's still capable of at least getting separation last in the last game so i'm, I'm on his over here i think i like it at anything like if even if it gets up to like 58 and a half i'd still lean over i think i'd probably have this line set closer to 60 but it's just a favorable matchup for him so that's that's where I'm looking for all these. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I like even odds. Forget the yards. I like even odds. Gronk scores a touchdown at at even price. Anytime touchdown. Gronk scored a touchdown this game. You cannot guard him. It, I mean, in the Super Bowl, it's going to be a lob. They're going to want him. It, it's a good book. It's going to happen. No, I agree. Um, the other thing about the the Patriots, there's the whole um, narrative of. Brandon Cooks, obviously, he was on the Patriots, and Belichick, whether or not he'll be out to you know shut down Brandon Cooks, they're obviously at least aware of his tendencies and what he's good at and what he's bad at. Uh, he's never played against the Patriots before, but I am going to look. I've I'm waiting on his props because I, just with the theory being that more over money is going to come in over the weekend, but I am looking to play. Brandon Cooks under, and then as a result, um, Robert Woods props over just based off that thinking. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Yeah. I would side with you for that for sure. I believe, yeah, Cooks will be used again. Belichick's mentality is to get rid of the biggest weapons you have. Cooks is a home run hitter, so he is going to make sure Cooks does not burn him. And I, uh, as a result, I think Robert Woods not only goes for over 100 yards receiving, I think he gets a touchdown. I could see north of 120 yards receiving a touchdown. I think. They're going to let Robert Woods do whatever he wants. And if Robert Woods wins the Super Bowl, Robert Woods right. wins the Super Bowl. I think the best way to attack that, to, to that point, is I think Robert Woods, if they are going to guard 
Cooks from going downfield stands to reason that there's more space in the middle for Robert Woods. So I think so. So receptions, I think receptions for Robert Woods is probably the best way. But uh, I'll probably take a look at this to score a touchdown prop as well. Now that you mention it, yeah, Reynolds is also interesting um, here. I think in some sides he's like at 48 right now. That's another. I mean, if you're gonna bet the Cooks under, you can also look at that makes maybe sense. doing yeah. the over for him too. I will say today I played when I played Madden as the Patriots, I could not guard Higby as the Patriots. Higby, Higby scored like he had like 150 yards catching on me. So I don't know what the deal was. I couldn't guard Higby. I was still one as the Patriots, but Higby I'm, was the only see, person. 22 and a half. So Shit. A, yeah, I'm just saying it's uh, I could not guard Higby. So and that those games are you know, pretty maybe like on. feeling the the nerves a little bit doesn't want to like chance it as much so he just more tripping. checking down yeah I don't know I could not guard him and especially because I was trying to cover over the top on Cooks like Belichick so no, that Higby you got me thinking here because Madden has been pretty damn accurate predicting shit so yeah yeah they <laughs> kind of know their X's and O's a little bit. You gotta <laughs> give it to that guy. Who's the guy in the Browns that runs all, creates all the plays? Oh, the yeah. fat guy. He does all the. He cre- <laughs> yeah, he creates all the plays for the Madden. All right, good to know. Um, all right, so let's get into some. Oh no, yeah, I, have a, I saw another prop and I saw a move. I have this on our list, but uh, Will Gurley and CJ Anderson both score a touchdown. The yes on that move from five to one to three and a half to one. But uh, Andy, it kind of sounds like if you think they're both going to get the rock, that maybe that could be worth a look for them both to score, Cody. Or do you think they'll just feed it? Uh, yeah, but Jerry brings a good point of potentially how how many looks is yeah. Gurley going to get total? That's like the the big question. If they're going to get in the red zone, a if if they're going to get in the red zone, I think CJ is going to be the go to guy. Um, so, and I don't see Gurley breaking off a big run. And in this go game, no, I'm so I'm, I might go no, but yeah, I'm, I'm probably okay, I think they're Yuri. This. Yeah, yeah, no, I Andy's right. I think uh, Andy right. hit it. Um, okay, let's so we'll close out with a few more fun props. These are kind of like carryover cross sport props, and then obviously we got to touch on the halftime shit too. So now we got to speed it up. But um, so I got these written down. I'm just gonna go in order, which will be higher. Tom Brady passing yards in the game or Bryce Harper's next contract amount in millions. And Harper is minus 300. And I think the take back was Brady passing yards is plus 200 on this. Uh, you guys got anything there? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I read something that, you know, the, the struggle with this MLB free agency is that no one is really wanting to pay three hundred million for I a think player. That's a big part. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. I mean, no. I, everyone I wants to play. I would rather go Tom Brady passing yards over Bryce Harper's next contract. I mean, you're looking at the juice. You think about: Is it feasible for Tom Brady to throw for over three hundred and twenty passing yards? Yes. Do you think, I think the maximum, the maximum contract Bryce Harper gets is 316 million, which is 1 million more than what Giancarlo Stanton got. Um, you know, it, which would be the richest contract. It, it, it's not, um, I agree with Andy. They're holding out. It's, it's Brady. I bet on Brady with the, you, that's, I think one of the best Agreed. bets to take value wise. No one's, if, if the money was that high, right? you would have already That's started. a good point. 
And if the Padres are a mystery team, oh, I didn't see team, that one. <laughs> the Padres, the Padres are a mystery team for him and Machado. No way. Nice. If the Padres truly are a mystery team, that means these contracts are way. That sounds like the agents just getting really desperate to just bring in the Padres. <laughs> yeah, well, because they have no money. So yeah, yeah plus no. I agree, the hundred percent. Like Brady, just simple math here, plus two hundred there, and I don't know if that props moved, but. I mean, it should have. We should be hammering that. I'm sure it's low ass limits too. But just the simple fact that, like Harper's captain, yeah. you said 316 passes the record, right? So, yeah. So I mean, you yeah. just need Brady. Yeah. You know, one out of or two out of sorry, one out of every three times to get over <laughs> over that amount in yard. It's just gonna happen. So, yeah, yeah I agree. like I'll agree with that. <laughs> um, another crossover: Steph Curry Saturday game against the Lakers total three pointers made versus Brandon cooks total receptions. And just for reference, uh, Steph Curry this season is averaging 5.2 made threes per game. That's fucking ridiculous. And Brandon cooks is averaging just over five receptions per game. Steph against the Lakers Steph all day. Yeah. I, I you're, you're, you're saying, you're saying cooks is not gonna, I mean, if it's, Belcher's going to shut down Cooks, and Steph is going to obviously go off in prime time. So, and McVeigh, and to Andy's point, and our basketball guy told us to stay <laughs> away from this bet, but uh, <laughs> he uh, he said two. One thing you got to look at is LeBron playing. We don't know that, so that's anything to stay away from. Um, but uh, I think I think Sean McVeigh is going to be a decoy. Yeah, Sean McVay is going to know Belichick's going to want to take away Cook, so he's going to be a decoy on most plays. I could see him, you know, honestly getting as many carries as he does receptions. Like it, I, I can see Cooks getting three, yeah, three catches. Yeah, I, I agree, and it's plus the the whole aspect of fading Brandon Cooks and Steph Curry. I don't know how his Steph Curry's form's been recently. I don't know, Andy, you probably know more than me, but. I think he was like 10 from 13 from field like a couple of days ago. Well, so I think shit. it's so, pretty good. So Below <laughs> average for him. <laughs> I mean, he only, he only put up 13 shots that game, but I think it was a blowout. Um, I, so, but I mean, he, yeah, he did, well. he did just say he is going to win Damn. the three point contest. Can we so. bet on that now? <laughs> like, I, I had to do a double take yeah. when I was going over his stats too. Like he's, fucking averaging over 10 three three-point attempts a game and ever like well over and he's averaging over 5.2 made threes a game it's fucking that's so stupid but uh yeah but i mean you can't deny the timberwolves just waiting on johnny <laughs> yeah, Flynn oh, to man. blossom you know fucking johnny Flynn. The, the <laughs> syracuse Dude, legend. that was like the run of syracuse <laughs> point guards whatever happened to that syracuse used to always like there was like their whole without getting buried in the weeds here like Syracuse is always built around like a stud point guard there's that one like white dude for McNamara who's on the team for like McNamara. 18 years but I feel like they like lost their identity once they lost that stud point guard if if there is a prop bet of whether Devendorf ever choked out his girlfriend it was like <laughs> I would take hammer the over on like five That'd girlfriends like he choked out because Devendorf that's is like, from that's like minus four <laughs> you, you look up I don't know I don't know his first name but you I think it might have been Brian maybe but you look up Devendorf from Syracuse and that dude is from the trailer park boys <laughs> yeah it's fucking, fucking Syracuse anyway uh, where were we with this uh Oh yeah, okay. The last crossover prop: Paul George made three pointers in his games on Sunday. I don't know who who the Thunder are playing on Sunday, so that's obviously worth looking into. But Paul George made threes on Sunday versus Todd Gurley 
receptions. The only thing I know is Paul George has been like fucking cruising recently. Yeah, he's hot. Gurley is limping right now, so I'm going to take Paul George on this one. Yeah, I got PG-13. My only note I had here for is if you haven't YouTubed uh, Stephen Adams' Eurostep and his interview about it last this past week, he Eurostepped someone for a layup, and they asked him what he was what he was thinking in his head, and his big-ass New Zealand accent, he's like, oh, you know, he's like, I just didn't want to look like a geek out there. Talking to these listeners, everyone YouTube <laughs> Yeah. Video right now. Yeah, YouTube and Steven <laughs> Adams, Euro, and then right his now. interview. Uh, and before great. you do that, YouTube some Maroon 5 songs. Just kidding. Uh, Maroon 5, halftime. Um, so obviously, wait, let's talk about some props that are halftime related. Um, Maroon 5, The we have a couple of them here, but one of the most popular props for halftime is the first song played by Maroon 5, and I'm just going to take this one because I don't think you guys did. I didn't do this research, but I heard a VEASAN guy went through the archives and looked up the Maroon 5 set list from the past year, and I think they played 30, if I'm not mistaken, 37 live shows last year in 2018, and for all 37 live shows, every single one, they started the show with, or the concert with What Lovers Do as their first song, and Interestingly, on a lot of the offshore, faraway places betting markets, what lovers do is not even being offered. But I did find it on one, and it was being offered at plus one sixty. So I did, I did play that one. Um, just going off those previous thirty-seven concerts, that's what I had to do. If there's a field option on some sites, you might be able to take that there. I'm not sure where the juice moved on this, but do you guys have any takes on their first song? Because that's just <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know, I think Justin Timberlake last year, what these pop stars want to do whenever they're touring or when they're promote, they want to promote their newest shit. Right. So the, those first, the first song, especially kind of this backs up what you research too, is going to be one of their new hits. And I think what lovers do is one of the new hits I'm guessing. So I would, I mean, I would definitely take that, but I was thinking they would go like retro older, but because they have a lot of catchy, mm-hmm. uplifting songs. But um, from a sales standpoint, they definitely want to play the new shit as as mm-hmm. quickly as possible. The only bet that matters with Maroon Five, forget the first song. It's whether or not they are going to play a song. From SpongeBob <laughs> SquarePants, <laughs> will they play a song from SpongeBob SquarePants called "Sweet Victory"? <laughs> you, this song has a petition that was signed by 1.1 million people to for them to play it. It is a <laughs> banger. When they announce, when Maroon Five announced they will be performing it. For a half a second in their promo video, they spliced in a moment from SpongeBob SquarePants and that (laughs) song. It's tweeted out in their promo video, 1.1 million signatures. Yes, they will play the song. The song title is Sweet Victory. Enjoy the Sweet Victory (laughs) as you listen to that. And no, you will be counting the Benjamins in your Just for reference, I'm looking at – it is an option. I'm looking at it right now. It is – so Sony yes, yes victory. on Sweet Victory, the SpongeBob SquarePants tribute is minus 230. The no is plus 160. 
You got to lay right. money. You have to lay money for them to That's play a good the sign. SpongeBob. Minus stuff. 230 is not outrageous as well. Mm. That's the only place where I could see it. It arrives with Shmishmada. But, um, that's that's a good look, Yuri. That's very good. Giving the people what they want. I'm telling you, this song, once you hear it, you're gonna be like, yep. It's like every band should play that song in every <laughs> concert ever. Like Migos needs to start their next concert with Sweet So Victory. along those lines, then, do you think if they play that'll probably be a quick song, I'm guessing? So the over-under on, on halftime songs, and I know you feel strongly about this handicap, but the over-under is at 6.5 halftime songs. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this is a, one of my best bets in a for sure over. And let me break it down for you. So the amount of songs just Maroon 5 have that they're going to play will be around four to five. But then you bring in Travis Scott as well as Big Boy and maybe some other people. Maroon 5 have a song with Big Boy, so they'll play that. But also because this game is in Atlanta, there will be Ooh, an outcast song played. And then on top of that, there will also be a Travis Scott song played in there as well. So the, I, also, I don't think there's... You're Andy, you're right. I'm dovetailing. Also, you think when moves like Jagger, Jagger doesn't come out and a Rolling Stone song doesn't break <laughs> out into that, it's going to happen. There will be a Stone song. It's way over. I You could set this line <laughs> at 30 and I am betting the over. And I don't well, know a single Travis Scott song. Too, huh? But I'm betting the over. Travis Scott, I, I hope he plays no original music because I don't even know who he I, is. I just know he's married to the, Car- to the Kardashian, which... It's going to be a montage. I mean, it's, there's going to be around okay. like eight So over played. six and a half halftime songs. Played. You heard it here on the Doggy Juice Pod. That is a great bet. And along with the Travis Scott, though, because I was going to bring this one up, but one of the props that's being offered is will Travis Scott take a knee during the halftime show? The yes is plus 170. The no is minus 250. Now, and this is one you got to be careful with the grading too. That's true. That's true. Um, I know that there was kind of some some murmurs about Travis Scott and Kaepernick talking, you know, about a month ago or a couple weeks ago. Um, Kaepernick denied these discussions that have ever been taken part of. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go no with this one. No, and let me give you why. One name, Chris Jenner. She rules the world. She (laughs) would kill him. She would kill him because that would sacrifice everything that their family is about. Yeah, the Kardashians need that money, and they are well oiled. Like you don't think Chris Jenner is picking? Chris Jenner's picking. He controls everything. Like Chris Jenner has she. She's t- she knows who's scoring the first touchdown. She controls everything. It's Chris Jenner. Dude, I've, I've been trying net. to pay her 250k just to tweet out a doggy juice pod link, but she won't take it. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> she won't take that. It's, yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's she learned her lesson after fire. But we're gonna time. <laughs> Doesn't the Kardashian <laughs> side with Trump too? So. uh Another Super Bowl halftime prop. Um, this one I've written down. I literally have zero clue, but I, I think some people might have an insight. But will Christina Aguilera make an appearance at the halftime show? The yes is plus 225. The no, minus 350. I, I know nothing. I have no idea. I don't even know. What I have no idea. I don't. I even know. I asked if she, I don't know. I don't yeah. think she's from Atlanta, right? Oh. That's like it makes no sense to me. So it's more about the relationship oh, they have with Maroon Five. But oh, I don't. Uh, oh. And like the voice and all that shit. Uh, Were they both on the Voice? Yeah, but who hasn't been on the Voice? I've been yeah. on the Voice. I kind of want to like. Par- I wish I could parlay the no on Travis Scott taking a 
a knee and no one Christina Aguilera together or Christina Aguilera not showing up. God, that'd be good. You know, this thing's gonna be under. Yeah, I can see Christina Aguilera <laughs> taking a knee. Special prop, yes on that. <laughs> <laughs> a genie in a bottle. She got in her knees in the sand <laughs> in that video. I remember that. That was like some sixth grade spank <laughs> bank. Aguilera. <laughs> Oh, God. Dude, doggy dude, juice dude, out. Pretty spears where all my doggy juice is going. But, uh, but, uh, so another good one here True. that I literally have no opinion on, but it's obviously topical. Will Mark Wahlberg attend the game and leave early? And early equals at least four minutes. <laughs> Quick yesterday. He, so he's notorious for leaving the, the game early when the, the Pats won the Super Bowl a few years ago. It might have been the Seattle game, I forget, but he like was notorious for like I can I can yeah. give some yes, history pl- on this if you to clarify. It was not against Seattle, oh, see, oh, it was against sense. Atlanta yeah. when they were down twenty eight to three. And he claims he, they were down twenty eight to three and he claims his son got sick and so they left, but somehow managed to watch the entire fourth quarter in the hotel room. Um, now just for my opinion, I thought about this with my head. I thought about this with my body. I went head, body, <laughs> head, body, head, body, and I couldn't decide. So I'm going to say no, but it's funny. Yeah. No, it's a close. Did we lose here? Did we, leave, did oh, we yeah. lose here? No, I'm here. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying it's just a fucking oh, head, body, head, body. I'm voting no. No, it's, I, it's I agree. This is a no just right off the bat because everyone's just going to bet yes because the no is going to be like so juiced out. Yeah. yeah. It's like you ask a group of people, they're going to say, not you, not you, not you, not you. Nobody's going to take this like, prop bet. You know, like 10 to 1, minus, or sorry, <laughs> minus 10,000 or whatever. But <laughs> either way. Uh, is Donnie My money will be departed <laughs> on everything else. <laughs> well, I like Donnie, but is he going to be at the game? Will Wahlberg is <laughs> be served at the game. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Dude, low key, those burgers are are fire. They're I'll opening try. one up. Is in there the one in Chicago? There's one out out here in the West. It's one in Boston. Oh, shit, I'm gonna have to try that. I get the Impossible Burger though, because I'm vegan now. You know, I think we can't even take it. We can't even take you seriously now. I don't even know you're vegan. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I do. I can't you're play so football because of the leather. <laughs> you're so <laughs> you're so Kelly. <laughs> you're so Kelly. Um. All right, let's close it out with uh, with Trump tweets. Oh, we got two more. We got two more. So Trump tweets during – I remember last year this number was super high, um, but they have Trump tweets during the actual day on Sunday and then Trump tweets during the game. During the day, it's over under six. During the game, it's at one. I think juice is equal on either side. You guys got a take on this one? I, I'm, I've been away from social media for a bit, so I have no <laughs> idea what – how frequently he's been tweeting on a daily basis. <laughs> and the, the doggy juice so pod is not a political pod, just to be clear. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Gary, you got anything? Um, yes, I do. I do. I do. I do. Uh, first off, it, it refer to him. The refer to the man as President Trump. Respect the office. Uh, President Trump wants to take as much uh, attention from the NFL as possible. You got to remember that he's got a vendetta. That has nothing to do with kneeling. It has everything to do with his beef with Paul Tagliabue and him being barred to buy an NFL team back in the day. Um, that's why he killed the USFL because they were playing their games not during the NFL season, not during Sundays, and he went to try and rival them, and it killed the USFL. Bet the over, 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 
over. He wants to do everything that's focused. So the is that during the day or during the game? You're thinking both. So I both. Both. So last year that, I hammered the over. the over on these and lost. He did not tweet during the game at all, and his tweets during the day were low. I don't know if he's just got other obligations or if he's actually enjoying the game, but just a little little warning to those who do want to take your advice there. I, I lost on that one last year. A little warning to anyone that wants to take my advice. <laughs> I lose way more money than I win. So. La- last one, Billy McFarland to get busted selling fake tickets for the Super Bowl. I think the no is <laughs> this is a Yari Yari. special. Fire <laughs> festival. Um, yes, yes, yes. He will get busted because you know anyone that has a dude in this crew that's willing to suck penis to get what needs to get done. This dude sells. He was videotaping himself selling tickets to the Met Gala, which you can't even buy tickets to the Met Gala. It's an invite only. Billy McFarland is a legend, and yes, I know he's in prison. Dude, I think right. I just he's bought in prison a right now. Ticket from you the don't think he's gonna? <laughs> he's gotta, got a cell phone up his ass. It's gonna happen. You got to look at the wording here, though, because it could be his puppet right. oh, that's man, selling that's the fake tickets. Not, not Billy himself. That's what Andy. I don't care. It's happening. I'm Dude, saying I'm, yes. He's selling it. Like this man. Dude, I'm will like sell selling that. a fake ticket on his behalf right now because he's so damn convincing. <laughs> yes. 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 I would if you were if there were tickets for Fire Festival next year or in a month, I would buy it because it would be the greatest show of all time. <laughs> Agreed on that. I finally watched the documentary the other day. It's so great. It's like, <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's like, so good. It goes like Auschwitz, <laughs> then Fire Festival, and like in like memorial. But those like GoFundMe campaigns that I haven't even looked into those, but those have those have to be earning. <laughs> those ha- like that lady who got screwed over at the restaurant. She's probably a multimillionaire now, I'm assuming. Just because of that. How about that? How about that Asian guy who sliced up all the tents and pissed on all the ones around him being like, we, we didn't want anyone near us. It's like, that is the most asinine logic I've ever heard. That's like, you know, it's like, Oh man, I'm starving to death. So I better like, just like go burn every item. Yeah, of that's food anarchy that's ever never, you never know what the Asian is for the Asian population of listeners. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but yeah, sorry, Kamara. But still, you just, you never know what those guys, what they're going to do in times of, uh, of strife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I respect too, my Asian too. listeners. Wait, they're, they're much needed, man. They're, they're big on the math. Uh, so, Andy, Andy's just <laughs> I said, not a political pod, too. Damn it. <laughs> Daggy juice. I'm, yeah. do, do, I'm, uh, cue the horns. Francisco has a huge know, Asian yeah, population, right guys. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, yeah. let's go. Well, if I offended anyone, <laughs> me so sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, God. God. And we dropped the mic. And we drop the mic. Let's go. <laughs> Let's close out the podcast interview with our best bets. <laughs> so, how about you guys give me? Uh... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. All right, I got my best bet right away. All right, all right, I'm going quick. Plus three hundred, a lawsuit gets filed. God, man, I got you. No, no laws are broken. Um, First now, Amendment. Um, my best bet goes back. My best bet goes back to you, um, CBS mentioning the point spread, um, 
you know, I got to look into the language, but if it is um, direct mention of the actual points, uh, I believe, and the line, I think that was the language. If they're mentioning the line and the points, they will not do it. And uh, it's not laying that much. It's minus 350. When they already said they're going to do it, they're not going to do it. So it's a, it's kind of like, a, are they going to live right, up to their like word? The, yeah, Andy, you got any best ones? I thought you said the songs. I mean, I, I said it before. It's going to be over six and a half songs from a room five. You can you can put it down right now Great. and bet a lot on because that's what I'm doing. Zerline, Zerline, get rich, lock that. Um, yeah. I've mentioned uh, the MVP. I'm going to be on a little slice on Zerline, a little slice on Gronk. I do. I'm on the Gronk over. Uh, but oh, yeah, and the other one I always play every year that no defensive special teams touchdown. Another one that I will touch on the actual podcast is the um, the consecutive scores by a team. Will a team score three consecutive times? The public loves to take the no because it's counterintuitive, but the yes is actually good value. Because uh, all you need to do is score once, and then you just need two more, and you have to score once to score. Obviously, you know makes sense. Uh, so I'll be on that one. But the controversial one that I will be on, and we didn't really delve into this, but Julian Edelman pass reception yards under. I'm going to be that asshole who's on the under. I found an 84 and a half already, but that might even climb. But for me, it's good at anything in the 80s. Uh, slot corner, one of the the number one slot corner in the league. Roby Coleman for the Rams, the same guy who was in that uh, that now infamous play a couple weeks ago. He led the league uh, for yards per snap as a cover slot. He's their number one nickelback guarding Edelman. Obviously, Edelman and all of the Tom Brady Super Bowls he's, that he's had Edelman with. Obviously, he's his go-to guy, but I think that they're going to make a point to, uh, to stop Edelman. It's actually good for my pro Gronk props. So I'm going Edelman under 84 and a half receiving yards. I'm going to be clenching my butt cheeks the entire game for it, but the Pats are up in the second half. I think I'll cash it. Um, but that's it. Um, I think, yeah, you guys got any, any other last thoughts before before we go here? It's been fucking forever, but it's been really good having you guys on. Um, shout out to Greer. Shout out to Maggie. Hell yeah. Shout out to, you know, Doggy and all his crew back in Chicago. I hope y'all staying warm. <laughs> Shout out to the twins. It's nice and 65 nice degrees out here. If Literally negative 500 outside here right now. It is colder here than it is the planet Mars today That's in the Midwest. Insane. That's a Good true God. fact. Uh, I'm going to go outside and watch my dick shrink a little more. Uh, it's it's good talking to you guys. There Thank you very much for coming on. I'm going to bring you guys on again for sure. I know you guys know your shit in a lot of sports. And Jerry, props episode for hoops coming up. Maybe we can get get your hoops expert on. No. And uh, Andy, stay cool out in Cali. Hey, I'll do some more research oh, next man. time. You're, so yeah, great. You guys were awesome. This this went long, but it's filled with good shit. I think people will like it. So and if, yeah, so I'm ended out. already. All Jesus. right, dudes. Peace. Love you. Ciao. Bye. Later. Bye. All right. Thanks again to Andy Cat and Little Rieri for coming on for an interview. That was long, but we touched on a lot of really good props. And hopefully we will help you guys make some money if you decide to follow on them or at least point you in the direction of some value. Otherwise, I will be back, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I'll be back uh, in a couple days before the Super Bowl, most likely Saturday morning, with a short little preview pod on 
the actual Super Bowl game preview. Like I've said, I think there's value on the Rams at plus three, especially if it gets a normal juice. It's a solid bet, but just a standard bet, nothing uh, bigger just because it's the Super Bowl. It's just one game. Uh, also lean the under and really like the under first half. I fired on that already at under 28. Be sure that you shop around and get 28 instead of 27 and a half if you're going to go that route. That's a huge difference. But under first half, and I'll be back with actual bets that I've, uh, prop bets that I fired on in the next pod. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the rest of your week. I'll be back soon. Take care. Doggy Juice out.